Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. And today we just want to ask the question, who do you trust for your music income? Many places pay us music income, right? Many sites, many companies that we're associated with. Do you use BMI as your PRO? Do you use ASCAP or your country's PRO? Who pays you for royalties when you get them? Pretty important, especially if you focus on sync, but or radio for your music. Do you use DistroKid to distribute your music, or CD Baby, or Amuse, or Song Trader, or now even TikTok? Right? Which one is right for you? Do you use Identify to collect content ID, or AdRev, or even your distributor? We're going to talk about that. Which one can you count on for the most income? Do you do stock music? If so, which library or libraries are your breadwinners? Which ones bring in the most money and work best for you? So today, Steve and I really just want to be talking about our breadwinners in all of these, or at least the companies we are putting our trust in to make music income. But first, let me introduce you to my partner in crime here on the podcast, Mr. Steve Bedall. Steve, how has your week been? Pretty good, I think. Trust no one. <laughs> as they as they say, you on gotta the X, trust somebody. X Files. Um, no, I, I have many trusted sources uh, for uh, my income, so we'll get into that. But yeah, I had a, I had a great week. Um, I had another. I've been having a good month on Motion Array. It's not quite as awesome as last month, but uh, I should be able to hopefully get up to around like six or seven hundred bucks um, by the end of this month, which is awesome. Um, and uh, I had a pretty decent month on Audio Jungle too. <laughs> all things which is uh kind of funny considering i've stopped uploading to them like i haven't uploaded anything to them in, in quite a while but um should be getting about 120 bucks or something like that from them uh so that's all good i got my first payment from the uh affiliate marketing i did for output uh which was oh, a yeah. couple hundred bucks and nice. i got another payment due from them at some point it's the, the process of get of it getting pro um the payment processing is it takes a little bit of time but anyway that was a cool um little adventure hopefully i'll do more of that in the future um having an awesome month on production music tools i got broke my sales record uh for this month uh, a lot of people buying the, the midi packs which is really really great and um i actually had my friend uh greg norlin produce a midi pack a piano uh, pack last month that's now live on the site and um he did an absolutely fantastic uh job with that, that piano pack. It's called Emotional Piano Pro uh, Progressions. Um, he was one of the first people that uh, reached out to me over email back when I was looking to hire some folks to do these packs uh, for the site. And it just so happened that he lives here in Vancouver, um, cool. just randomly. And he actually showed up at one of my shows I did like uh, last month. And um, I got to meet him, which was really, really great. Uh, super nice guy. And yeah, super talented dude. So if, if he's listening, uh, big shout out to, uh, to Greg. Um, also want to shout out, uh, one of the members in the Academy, uh, in, um, the production music Academy, just quickly, uh, uh, Bjorn who goes by the artist name Bo. And this, he is, 
going down the uh, the Barracuda path. Um, yeah. For those listening, if you haven't watched Eric's interview with Dan Barracuda about how we'll he pays um yeah, we'll put it up there, uh, about how he pays his, uh, his rent with Spotify, you got to go watch that. I, th- I think it's one of the, the, the most interesting interviews that you ever and did. he's doubled that at least since then. So cool. So, so cool. So anyway, Bjorn is going down that road. He's got um, several different unique Spotify artist profiles now which he's set up with DistroKid. Mm-hmm. And he's writing for these playlists, essentially. Um, or, or at least he is with the Lo-Fi playlist. And he managed to get one of his tracks on Spotify's Lo-Fi Beats playlist, which has like almost nice. 5 That's million huge. subscribers I, to it. I listen to that all the time. It's crazy. It's a huge win. And so yeah. his his monthly listeners are now, at, I think I just checked, it's like 80, 000, almost 80,000 monthly <laughs> listeners. And his track... It's called When It Rains It Pours. Uh, is I think it's close to a hundred thousand streams now. Um, wow. Huge, huge, huge win. And uh, Bjorn also um, recently got accepted to Artlist. So I'm not sure if that same track is on Artlist, but um, man, uh, he's hitting it, killing it, killing it. So yeah, right. really, really stoked for him. Um, big shout out. I'm not sure if he listens to the podcast, but if he does, a uh, uh, way to go, Bjorn. Um, yes, yeah. To, uh, uh, Dan Barracuda, just as an aside, just told us on Monday in our in our mastermind group that he got into uh, a new playlist, uh, a new Spanish guitar playlist, the one he's been waiting for. And it's oh no way! Over, it's got one to two million listeners, so no he's way. expecting things to really kind of change. So we'll we'll keep monitoring that. I may have him, we may have him back on here, or I may yeah. interview him again and do talk a follow about, up. Yeah, what's yeah. happened because it continues just to to expand it's so cool and, and i'm definitely gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try the uh, barracuda method myself pretty soon yeah. here um but uh at the moment it's hard to do uh much of that he's got just a patent cause... that the barracuda method yeah that's what i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're be, we've been calling it in the academy is the barracuda way <laughs> this is the way you watch star wars <laughs> Um, Artlist is keeping me super busy. I'm working with the Originals team to uh, release my lo-fi hip-hop album. That's like a nine-track album. Uh, that's in the works at the moment. I can't really go into all the details of that deal, but uh, there's, a, there's a few things that still need to be worked out. Um, but I'll, I will be working with their team to, to promote and release that album because they're act- effectively acting as my distributor um, for that release. So, uh, And aside from that, working on a three-track commission uh, for the Originals team uh, separately from that so yeah super busy I, I pulled like a 10 hour mixing uh, and producing day uh, yesterday and my ears are kind of shot um but and i still have to print the stems from all these tracks it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of work but uh, i have a question about that still yeah I, i'm i'm still and you've tried to explain this to me a few times but maybe it'd be good for you to explain to listeners as far as what you know since artlist originals is is artlist originals motion array originals I, I know you, know you asked me that last time and like I'm it's only an assumption that it, it must be because like I don't know of any Motion Array Originals team. Artlist of course owns Motion and Array. You don't know of any Artlist Originals on Artlist. No, well that's the funny thing is that is that they don't get released as Artlist Originals on Artlist. They get released like so for example, even though I'm working for Artlist Originals, the tracks still get released under my name on Artlist. But I'm assuming that those get repackaged and released. <coughs> excuse me. For motion array as originals. motion array originals on motion array. Right. So yeah, that's what I'm assuming. I can't see how it would be any other I, way. That makes sense. 
That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, what else is uh, I'm I'm in an editing hellhole right now, um, which is going to take up the rest of this day uh, trying to get the. Uh, indie rock course um, ready for the academy for actually that will be live on the academy by the time this uh, this podcast goes up which will be Monday the second um, so stoked for that it's a it's a it's taken me a long time to do this course it was a lot of editing and I still have like five more videos to edit and it'll be a while um, it'll, it'll keep me busy but uh, really stoked for that course and then yeah lastly got a, a live stream on May the 4th um, to showcase April's challenge, uh, which will be the, the huge, uh, collab track that I'm doing with all the members. And, um, yeah. that I'm very much looking forward to, uh, that'll be, that'll be really Did you ever fun. do vocals to it? I think some, someone just sent me some back, backup vocals. I haven't listened to them okay. yet, but I, I think, uh, right. one of my members, John sent me some, something, uh, cool. in that, in that realm. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm open, still open to ideas from the members. I, I, I meant to listen last night to the tw- the one you put out the other night, 25th, I think, yep. you put out a, an update. Yep. I'll go listen to that. Or once, do, have you put his vocals on yet? No, not not yet, because I, I literally just got that email yesterday. Once you put so those on, I'll, put I'll on. listen and see if there's anything vocally I could add. Sure. And that will be the last thing I throw on there. So, Icing on the cake. I love it. <laughs> get, some, get some Eric crooning. I hear some of those things I did in there, you know, kind of you've added to them and the, different things. The so. melody that you, the piano melody that you added was great. And then someone uh, took that and doubled it up with their guitar yes. part. So it was very cool. Yeah, I heard that. That's very cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's my week. How about you? Um, I've, uh, I've just been continuing to refine my, uh, my day hours uh, when I'm not uh, teaching at night, which is, continues to go great and, and is fun. We start music theory next week, so I'm really excited to go through that uh, curriculum and talk about music theory. You know, it's a challenge, I think, to teach musicians who want to go into a life of recording slash music business slash what we do as composers or whatever, anybody wanting to make music income, the challenge is how much music theory do you need and how much is actually going to help you mm-hmm. in the real world, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, that's so that that's kind of my goal as I teach this is what's the stuff you're gonna need to know when you're in the studio or when you're working with bands or when you're working at a church job or a teaching job or what? I mean, yeah. teaching job, you're gonna need to know a lot, all the music theory, but if you're, if you're, just gonna work in a studio. How much music theory do you need to know? What do you need to know? And there's so much we're going over. Some of it will just be like skimming, and some of it will be like you need to know how to read charts. You right. need to know, you know, what a whole note is, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. But um, and I plan to teach some some of it through the DAW. So I'm excited about that. But the 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 this part of my day, the day from when I get up to two o'clock in the afternoon, I still work for clients. I still work on my YouTube channel. I still I still compose and and do licensing. Um, So what I've got done this week is uh, I I submitted three songs to a taxi pitch yesterday, Um, another percussion thing, and I have a lot of those that are stacking up that we are finishing, so I pitched a bunch of those. Um, I'm working slowly on two songs for Stock. Uh, Stock has kind of become, and I'm probably going to do a video about this, but it's, it's kind of become it's slipped back into a hobby position a little bit for right. me. And I know a lot of people listening to this video or watching this video will probably, this podcast will probably know what I'm talking about. Cause sometimes when you realize, okay, I've done all I, I'm, I, I can do. I've put a lot of work into this. It's making me this kind of money a month and I'm, that's fine. And, and that's probably where I'll leave it while I can 
continue to work on stuff for sync which could be bigger paydays and, and a, lo- a longer road but a bigger income down the line yeah so in, in some ways it's like that i still watch my numbers but i watch it almost like i watch like investments and you know investments grow slowly or or like i watch my youtube channel stats or whatever it's just kind of a, like an interesting thing to look at not not a thing that's going to bring me a lot of money because I play it so much differently than someone like even you. Uh, I probably play it more like everybody else does, uh, or maybe a little bit more seriously than than some people do. Well, so we'll, s- we'll make- see what the content ID thing turns out to be too, because that will yeah. probably affect the way you think about stock. Both of us, maybe yeah. we'll see. There's still no numbers there yeah. for me, and we'll talk about that when we get to content ID. But um, uh, I'm prepping more songs for uh, some, some songs for some country tracking next week. Then I should be done with tracking for the country album. And then, uh, as you can see behind me, if you if you've been watching this channel, I kind of redid my studio. I put my nice. keyboards back here together, and and then my computer on this. And now it's nice and open in this room, which is a weird, odd. One, two, three, four, five. It's got like six walls that it's really oddly built this room. So it's it's not really a mixing room. It's, and I, I designed it more as a writing room, but I just did a little redesign on that, mainly for videos and stuff like that and light. Um, nice. I, I have a new music income video that I'm uh, I'm talking about my, my new job and, and how that affects making music income in general. And that's, that's an edited video. And in order to do an edited video a week, I'm going to likely need to only do one live per week. And so what I've decided to do is a new schedule for my channel where f- starting on Monday with this video that we're doing right now, um, that will be the first video of the week on the channel. And then I will skip doing a Tuesday music review for that week and then do my live video on Thursday and uh, shoot a video in between that will release the following Sunday. and then. Since you'll have the next day uh, with with the YouTube thing, then I'll do a new Music Tuesday that week, and then another uh, regular video out released later in the week. And so, mm-hmm. that I'll still be doing two, about three videos a week personally on my channel, which is where I want to be at. And but one will be edited, and I think. It's important to have edited videos as well as live videos. The I live think, videos are fine, right. but as you know, when you're doing live videos and or videos where you're talking to people and stuff, there's only so much interest people have in one hour videos. Yes. Um, yes. Well, the, the, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. There's, there's people, it's, it's great to be able to engage directly with your community. That's the benefit of live videos. But for people who don't have the time for that and want to watch uh, videos for quick information, which is something I do all the time. It's not exactly ideal to have to, to you know, yeah. go through an hour, an hour, an hour and a half long video. So, yeah, and lives t- just tend to go long. I mean, because people want to ask questions, and and more people join as it goes on, and the longer you stay on, the more people join in and yeah. talk and ask questions, and and that's fun to do with the people who follow your channel, certainly. Yeah. But I'm just, I, I think I'm going to have to uh, judiciously. Uh, instead of, you know, and I was mainly doing that because it was just the first few weeks of this new thing that I was doing and I, I my time was limited, so I was only doing lives. And I, But I've seen a slide dip as in, in channel stats as, right. have I, as I've been doing that because I have less new viewers that are just coming on to say, oh, I want to find out about Pond5. Oh, yes. I want to find out about that video. And it's only 10 minutes long or whatever. Yeah. And so... Uh, I'm just, I, I've realized the importance. So I, a little bit of new schedule for the channel, but I think everybody will still be happy. 
Um, did a fun music review Tuesday where I talked about corporate music mm -hmm. and uh, I've gone in and, and really uh, written down all the timestamps for all the songs and where we reviewed songs, but also including one of yours. Yeah. And, um, but I also, you know, talked about the paper that I wrote on corporate music, which is, uh, I, I thought would be a cool way to, to wrap the show. And, uh, and it worked pretty well. And then, um, stock, uh, as usual, motion to raise leading the way. I'll probably make about a sixth of what you're making this month uh, in, in a similar way. I w last month I made three times what I'll make this month, but mainly because I had a, uh, um, a, a nice bonus. But right. right. Unless something, and just like with you, we won't know until the end of this month if a song ends up in a top, what was it, 10 or top 20? Top 20, yeah. Top twenty. You, maybe I'll you make end up in a top twenty. You might make more. Maybe yeah. I'll make number nineteen or something like that. Yeah, I don't. My <laughs> downloads were like twice already by this time last month. They were twice what they are now. Um, getting up too close to two thousand uh, right now. Yeah. They're like over over a thousand. But uh, yeah, I probably yeah. won't make the top twenty this month. But I submitted a new a bunch of new tracks. So hopefully, hopefully next month. That's my goal now. Yeah. It's just to get in that top twenty list as much as possible. Yeah, that's where the pay. That's where the pay is, that's and, and money is. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the people who pay you uh, and, the, and the stock stuff down below because I mm -hmm. want to make a point about that. Um, and 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 so Motion Array, Pond Five, and Audio Jungle have both been fine, except Pond Five and Audio Jungle have ceased, like stopped since Easter ended. Which I expected because uh, you know um, Easter. I had a lot of Easter songs up there, and and yeah. they, it was going crazy and great. Actually, this is my best Pond Five month in a while because I got su the subscription payment plus I got uh, a bunch of sales. So I probably made fifty plus on Pond Five alone this month, which is and is that through month. just track buyouts or is that through the subscription thing? Subscription. Gotcha. Well. Both. It's about half and half. I made about twenty five bucks, twenty three something. Uh, so I don't know how many sales that equals, but I made twenty something. I mean, it's all peanuts, but still, yeah. you know, it's nice to get a fifty buck check every once in a, every month. Oh, totally, and, man. And, and a little bit more. And that's so, some groceries, you know. Absolutely. And so, uh, and those three are my trusted three: Motion Array, Pond Five, or Pro Motion Array, Audio Jungle, Pond Five. In that order, usually, mm -hmm. not this month. Pond Five is bringing more because of this new subscription thing, but um, those are my trusted three libraries to bring income. So let's talk. Let's go ahead and go right in now to our trusted three or our, our trusted resources, basically the PROs, the distribution companies, the yeah. libraries, the content ID companies, and more. So um, yeah. I just have a little list here, and I thought we'd start with the PROs. And everybody who's watching this video is or listening to this podcast is going to have to decide for them. I am BMI. I have been since the 90s. And uh, it's it, as it turns out, BMI is a great one for licensing, uh, from what I understand. And, yeah. and they've paid me well over the years. I've probably made somewhere in the I, I can add it up, but I've probably made somewhere, because I had a big, a, a rather nice radio hit at one time, I've probably made somewhere in the in the world of, I don't know, 10 to 20 grand off, off BMI through mm -hmm. the years. Great. Um, do you see BMI income off your any of your list stuff? Do you know? Well, I, I'm not with BMI. Uh, BMI is, is American. Oh, now, you're, you, you gotta so, be SOCAN, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm SOCAN. Um, that's Cana the Canadian PRO. There's only two PROs. There's essentially only one PRO in Canada, which is SoCan, and then there's another one called ReSound, 
um, which I'll talk about um, in a bit because I, I'm sort of working with ReSound a bit too. But um, for the for anyone that's not in the states, for people American, most I think most of our listeners are American, so they'll know um, that there's a, you have several options with the states. I think there's there's three. There's BMI, there's ASCAP, and then there's uh, I miss it. What, what's the other one, Eric? Uh, CSAC. C- CSAC, right. <clears throat> Each of them have like kind of different different th- strengths and weaknesses I, from what I understand. But BMI is certainly probably the most talked about one. Um, and mm-hmm. like you said, is probably the best for licensing. Um, yeah, so SOCAN is what I, I go through here in, in Canada and that and they are very reliable and, uh, and a trusted source of, of income for sure. Um, I've also had some um, some radio traction which resulted in, in several thousand dollars, you know, two, three thousand dollar payments from SoCan. Cool. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll just quickly say that if you are Canadian and you're listening, um, the uh, SoCan will not collect sound exchange royalties for you. Uh, and that is a that is a, a chunk of money that I had to collect. I had to go and figure out how to collect. On we'll talk about them separately. later. I have them on my list. So, right. Yeah. So, so yeah. If you are Canadian, then use ReSound for that. You can you can collect Sound Exchange royalties directly from Sound Exchange, but it, it's a little bit complicated because you need to get some. You need to jump through some tax hoops in uh, Canada. In Canada, yeah. Um, so. Uh, Resound will will take care of all that for you. Although the only drawback is that they take a little time to do. It took about a year to get my sound exchange royalty through through them, but they're very reliable. So uh, talking about finishing up with PROs, we have PRS in England and then right. other countries around the world. And if I'm not mistaken, can you in Canada also sign up for BMI? Yep, I think any international uh, writer can sign up for BMI. I think they're open to right. to members from all over the world. So it may not be a bad idea to sign up for both. Um, no, it might not. You're right. You're right. And I might be missing out on some royalties through BMI, um, you know, that get collected only in the States. I'm not well, totally sure about that, but especially uh, when you get into sync, I, I'm not sure yeah. dealing with Artlist and motion array that, that, you know, uh, your PRO is that going to be that much of a, a thing? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's a, the, that's a open-ended thing. I just don't know right now whether, you yeah. know, those kinds of uh, our list is going to, uh, you know, equal, um, PRO payments over time, but I'm going to assume probably it's not a huge uh, source of income. Now, does ReSound up there pay you anything relating to um, Spotify? ReSound will will collect mechanical royalties, um, I believe, and they'll okay. collect they'll collect your your um, performance royalties in the same way that SoCan does too. I'm pretty sure that you can set that up with them, um, and they yeah, I think that they collect all of the things as, as far right. as I know. Because BMI traditionally and ASCAP and CSAC, as far as I know, only collect performance royalties. They do not collect mechanicals. They do not collect, um, and I guess SOCAN works this way too. They really don't collect basically what you'd think of as radio and TV and uh, any sync royalty, no, not sync royalties, radio and TV performance royalties performance royalties from classical or 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 concerts or bars and that's all right. that kind of stuff that's right yeah so that's that's <clears throat> what those companies these pros pay for if you're wondering and that's why they're called performing rights organizations because they only really collect performance rights what steve is talking about with sound exchange and with resound is mechanicals that they collect and as as far as i know sound exchange only collects the royalties from 
non-interactive music um, companies like satellite especially radio. Uh, satellite radio and iHeartRadio maybe, but certainly Pandora. Right. So anything that you go to that you can't literally tell it, play this song, like you can on Spotify or Apple, you go there and you basically listen to what they're playing in that genre and wait to hear what they play. It's non-interactive. You can't tell them play this. You can tell them to play the style, but you can't tell them what song to play. Right. And in the States, or as far as I know, a sound exchange, I, I don't know if they're probably, a, are they not, are they only a U.S. company, Sound Exchange? I that's what I I was under the impression that they were, but uh, I, I like yeah I'm, I'm kind of reticent to talk too much about it because I'm not an expert on on these things. I don't at know. All. I just know I signed up with them a few years back, mm-hmm. and I was looking at my Sound Exchange income, and did I write that down? My Sound Exchange income since 2016, when I first signed up with, for them, is around thirteen hundred to fourteen hundred dollars. That's great. And the first check was a catch-up check of like 700. Half of it, it comes from that first check because, I, like I said, I had a lot of, bunch of stuff on radio, a lot of stuff on Pandora, a lot of stuff, maybe some stuff they had got on satellite radio. And uh, they had money waiting for me so, when I signed up. So, so how did, like, maybe just quickly, like, because I'm sure some people are curious about, like, how did you get your song? How did your songs end up on satellite radio? How did that, like, did you hire a radio tracker or something like that? Uh, I, I, I haven't seen any on there. So I don't know where that money came from as far as it's got to be. Is the it stock years of, of No, but it's possibly Pandora and it's possibly iHeartRadio and other non uh, uh, <clears throat> And I, I don't know much about iHeartRadio, so I don't know if you can call up a song on iHeartRadio. Like, I know you can't on Pandora. You have to listen to a station that might play the music, so it's not right. interactive. All I know is that there were $776 waiting for me at SoundExchange when I signed up in 2016. <laughs> and, yeah. and they just sent me that check. I was like, what? And they, they said huh. that you might have some money waiting for you. And um and I, I certainly did. And since then, I've made about tw- uh, the other half of that, about twice that. Um, and I just got a check, I think, a couple weeks ago for eight, for about $19. It's kind of slowed down because I don't have so much on that kind of stuff anymore. And I, I haven't been putting out as much new music for those type of things. Um, then they have something else in the States only called the MLC, which is the Mechanical Licensing Collective. Right. And I'll, I'll try to remember to put links to all these down uh, in below so you can go and look at all the, these companies and choose which one is going to be the place you choose. Um, I'm with them, but they this is mechanical licensing from basically from Spotify and all the all the DSPs, right. which is very little. It's very I small. Mean, I mean, yeah. I, I, I've made... F- Five dollars, literally, mm-hmm. since they started paying me in May of twenty-one. Uh, I've got about another. I probably got another five-dollar check coming up soon, so I'm excited about that. I'm going to go Wendy's and probably have a four-dollar <laughs> value meal. I, I but, feel like uh, so can release some kind of statement recently if, about collecting mechanicals. I, I, I have to go and check it out though. But uh, well, this was a the the MLC, the Mechanical Licensing Collective, was made based on some laws that were passed in the states. Yeah. About about songwriters getting paid correctly and things like that because right. a lot of people were complaining they weren't getting mechanicals and they're they're still arguing over a radio and and should should the performers be paid for. Uh, radio, uh, mm-hmm. should they get performing rights through BMI because they are the artist? And right now, only writers get paid and publishers get paid through the PROs in the states. And so they're they're right. arguing. And the MLC is kind of a first step, I think, in that direction, trying to 
get people their mechanicals from Spotify versus, I think you could get those through a company like Resound maybe, or a company like, what's the other one that's, t- Song Trust is another one Song I Trust think is, that yeah, can one to look at. gather yeah. those things, and they gather that worldwide though. Uh, MLC, I'm pretty sure only does the states. Yeah, but there's, there's all sorts of royalties that get generated that are, and it's a, such a strange world, um, yeah. but uh, if you're a performer, on a track, even like separate from writing and like intellectual property type stuff, you can get royal. You can collect royalties as a performer um, if your um, if your track that you performed on kind of makes its way into the you know the um, satellite radio station or terrestrial radio uh, you know networks. You can you can collect on those royalties too, even as just just a performer. So there's there's all these uh, these uh, kind of mysterious royalties that get generated that are floating around, but you have to, you have to jump through some hoops to collect them. That's for sure. We're going to talk about mechanical royalties more here when we talk about distribution. And, Mm -hmm. um, so that is basically your first companies that you really need to look at. Who is, who is taking care of you and your royalties in your country or, uh, who are you deciding to sign with? Because I hear lots of our European friends saying, I'm signing up with BMI today or whatever. Yeah. And so are you choosing BMI? Are you choosing ASCAP? Are you choosing, you can't choose CSAC, that's invitation only in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, are you choosing in Canada? So can, are you choosing PRS in England? Are you choosing your country's PRO? That's number one. Can you get involved with something like Sound Exchange or Song Trust or ReSound? And uh, I don't know any, I, I've heard of ReSound before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, you know, those are other ones to look into that collect mechanical royalties. And then if you're in the States, the, the MLC, it's just the MLC.com. But again, we'll put links down to all these things down below and you can go check them all out. But you really should have a trusted PRO. Uh, you should have a PRO that you are with, that you've done research on and you say, I'm going to sign up, especially if you're doing anything uh, in the that might result in a performance rights organization, a performance rights payment. And we don't know. It may be that um, that people are paid for stock, and uh, certainly they will for sync probably, but for stock it's possible that some television show could license your song and put it on their show. Oh, yeah. Um, we talked so, to several members in the Discord community where that's hap- that very specific situation has happened. Um, it gets picked, you know, this a track gets picked up for TV show. That TV show ends up on a broadcast network, and uh, it it equals PRO payments. Yeah, um, it it definitely happens. It's not common, but it, but it happens, which is why if you are putting your stuff in stock, you should always be reg- registering it with a with a PRO. From what I understand, a lot of and I'm I'm not gonna say speak to specifically which countries these are, but like I, from what I understand, um, speaking to people in the discord and from around the world is that a lot of PROs um, specific to certain countries are very unreliable, which is, I think uh, one of the reasons why a lot of people, a lot of international writers sign up with BMI because they, they have a much more kind of a robust system for paying their, Mm -hmm. their, uh, their rights holders. And if you do plan to get into uh, sync, I, I, from what I've heard, BMI is, a better one now. ASCAP members may disagree with that. And if mm. you do, and if you're watching this, please leave a comment below if you're watching the video or get in touch with us somehow. All right, so let's move into distribu- distribution now. So if you are putting your music online, if you're doing the Barrac- where th- you're doing the Barracuda method, what do you call it? The Barracuda, Barracuda way. way. The Barracuda <laughs> way. This is the way. Uh, whether you're doing that, he would love that. He's going to have um, to trademark that. 
you're going to have to decide who you're going to use to get your music to Spotify, to get your music to Apple, get your music everywhere. Yeah. And there are lots of them. Um, the ones I personally have experience with are DistroKid and CD Baby, a lot of CD Baby experience going back to 1999, in fact. Yeah. Um, Amuse, which I just started working with this year uh, on, because that's who Dan works with. Um, right. Song Trader, which I've used over the past year or two and I want to do some free uh, distribution. They offer a, a decent service. Mm -hmm. And then there's companies like TuneCore and Ditto and AWOL and tons more. And actually, I'm going to do a video on this um, possibly sponsored by DistroKid or or CD Baby about um, about these, which about these and my experience with them. And and but the but the point here in this show is who do you put your trust in that you like working with? For Dan Barracuda, he he trusts Amuse. He's used Amuse. He can't say enough about it. He loves it. For me, it's probably DistroKid just because I've been using that and. Um, for my clients, it'd be CD Baby most of the time because they're, a lot of them are doing one-offs. They're not doing a, a single every month or two. And so uh, it just doesn't pay for them to be using a company that they have to pay yearly to keep everything up versus CD Baby, which is more of a one-off payment and you're done forever. You yeah. know, it's always up. Yeah. So those are the ones that I know of. And uh, like I said, I, I prefer DistroKid, uh, especially if I'm releasing a lot of music. Yeah, well, T TuneCore was the one that uh, I'm using for my band, and that wasn't really because I chose it. It was the, something that my manager set up at the time that we released uh, our, our music. So it, <clears throat> it's still live through TuneCore. I have no, no issues with them. They've paid me, um, you know, um, whenever they pay me, and they without any uh, any issues or hassle or anything like that. It's a little bit more expensive, that's for sure, um, to, to put stuff up there. I mean, you can't argue with the DistroKid's um, distribution price. Uh, like for like the entry level, I mean, it's like ridiculously cheap and I've been using them to put my lo-fi stuff uh, on Spotify and uh, I got no complaints about them. I mean, I, I'm still waiting uh, like a, a payout for the streams, which is not going to be a lot, uh, but I, you know, I, I think I did a bit of research on DistroKid at the time that I was looking for, you know, which to, to figure out which distributor I wanted to use uh, for the lo-fi stuff. And there's a few scary videos of, you know, on, on YouTube of people saying that they didn't get paid properly from DistroKid and they had a hard time um, uh, communicating with the company because I think it's a very, very small team. Um, so I was a little bit put off by that, but I think, uh, you know, from what I gather, overwhelmingly people say good things about it. And, uh, I've, I, you know, I've, they're, they're certainly fast. I mean, it gets, it's alive on Spotify within days and, uh, uh, I've had no issues with the actual, uh, release process myself. And, um, I'm able to see, to, to track my earnings on the back end of it. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, for super 20... fast for me. Good yeah. customer service. Whenever I've had Is a it? problem, they get right back to me in a day or so. And um, yeah, cool. Then I really love their tools. Uh, their um, their hyper follow thing is super yes. great. I and should have mentioned free. that. Yeah. It comes with it. CD Baby has one that they kind of align with called Here Now, which is also not bad, but you got to pay extra for it. And um, now that all being said, you could go out and find some free. Uh, what do they call those things? Link in bio things that, that you could link up and, and put all your stuff out to as well. Yep. But DistroKids is tied in. It's, they, they kind of have a thing with, I think they, 
they're some kind they're somehow aligned with Spotify. So they they get stuff in quick to Spotify, but they really do a good job with that hyper follow thing. They have some other things that are fun for people to use and get their music heard and, and, and lots of things. But CD Baby has been a reliable source for me and my clients for for over 23 years now. Um, and I have had stuff for sale since 1999 up there personally and for clients. And, uh, it, you know, it, it stung a few years ago when they quit doing CDs, uh, the actual CD uh, release. As a matter of fact, right before this taping, I was talking to um, one of my guitarists in Nashville who's put a fantastic jazz record out. And he's like, how do I sell CDs? I'm like, dude, you, you have people pay you and you, you send them out. <laughs> yourself I mean you literally have to do self-service self-mailings now I don't know if and, and talk, so I told him I'd look into it somebody somebody somewhere is missing a business pop possibility by not starting up a, a another version of C, a CD only version of CD CD and vinyl shipping service or something like that I had no uh, idea that they had they'd integrated that kind of sh- shipping and stuff through uh through like CD Baby itself, like so they so they take they that would... was what they were since from the beginning. That's why they're called that CD Baby. <laughs> yeah. They they yeah. they took CDs in and and this is long before streaming, 1998 or 1999, and Derek Sivers basically started it just because some friends w- wanted him to sell some CDs for them, and then it just became this huge monster. And then they had warehouses and they moved to somewhere in Washington where they were doing all this stuff and had a big warehouse. And up until two or three years ago, you could put, you could send them five CDs at a time. If, if you sold lots, you could send more mm-hmm. and they would, they would ship them and ship them in a beautiful envelope and all that kind of stuff for you. And they would take a, you know, they always take $4 a, an album cut or they have a, some kind of cut. I can't remember what it is for singles, but it was like four bucks for every CD sold. So I would sell my CDs or my client's CDs for $13.99. Every client would make $9.99, 10 hmm. bucks a CD. Hmm. Clean, they didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to do any mailing and all right. of that was done by CD Baby. But CD Baby said uh, when they closed it, that service down two years ago, I think it was two years ago, they said it had gotten to the point where their CD service was somewhere like only like 13% of their business. Everything else was streaming, sending sending stuff to streaming, sending stuff to downloads, and even downloads were going down. It was more streaming. So, and they even took their download service off too. <clears throat> they had a service that you could have people download from CD Baby from your account. So all that is gone now. CD Baby really needs to change their name, even though they still do take CDs and will sell them through Amazon in a, in a kind of sort of way. Right. Uh, it's really, they're really more of a, of a distro kid that just does a one-time fee and then takes a portion of it for of every single or album that you put up in digitally. They only work digitally now. So um, yeah. no more downloads from them. No more CD uh, warehouse that they sell, that they ship to everybody. You have to ship yourself. So that's a whole nother thing as far as uh, CD shipping. We won't, we're not gonna get into that now, but and then Amuse I've used for a few new singles recently, and it's worked flawlessly. It's a very nice interface. Not as many frills as DistroKid, but maybe a, a slicker interface for sure. And uh, SongTrader, not as slick an interface, and a, kind of an add-on to what they else they do at SongTrader. Yeah, they but do too many well. things there at SongTrader. They got to they, okay. <laughs> they, they trim it, man. Like, they're, they're like just a, doing so much. Like, I don't understand. Like, they're, it's like a Swiss model. Army knife site <laughs> yeah. kind of... <laughs> 
I don't get it. I don't know. I don't want By the way, if you want to see all the things that CD Baby, I mean, Song Trader does, Song Trader, I have a video here where I go through every single thing and uh, they do a lot of things. They do a lot of things. You know, the most payments I get from them is from my distribution right now. So there you go. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to run up against a time crunch here if we don't keep going through here. So let's move on to Content ID. This should be relatively short because uh, I don't know many Content ID. places and we both now are signed with identify and there's also ad rev mm-hmm. um, and then you can also sign up and all cd baby distro kid they all have a way for you to collect content id through them yeah. i would say that that's talk about an add-on service i think that's kind of an add-on service i'm not say i don't think you're going to have somebody as hawkish so to say uh, as identify to really go out and find those youtube that are using your music for uh, anyone who didn't catch that reference that was that's they're owned by a company called hawk um (laughs) and yeah like i to to your point i from what i I mean we have no real way to to know this for sure but we i from the people we've talked to who are collecting um good chunks of money from content id they all seem to be with identify and they Mm -hmm. seem it seems to me that identify is winning the game in terms of detection of your of your uh, of your tracks in content. Um, so we both have our fingers crossed here that that uh, you know identify is, is that was the right choice in terms of like getting um, getting that content ID revenue. Um, but there is a lot of services like you said that offer that content ID in the same in the same way but i mean i mean i i'm i want to i want to go with a trusted source uh there and you know i mean we've talked to um to lester uh from blue fox music who's who's cleaning up in the content id department i mean he's with identify i think if you go to audio jungle and you look at you know all these tracks that are being uh, registered with content id they're all identify i mean it seems mm-hmm. to be they seem to be like in the uh in the forefront in terms of like a uh, trusted companies. So, I mean, I but will say this about CD Baby. Um, I like <clears throat> I said, I use them still for a lot of my clients because I don't, I can't trust that my clients are going to do a lot of brands and a lot of a lot of singles. They may do one every quarter, one every year, maybe. It just depends on how what fire belt they have in their belly. But I can put something on CD Baby and just did this last week where I release something out on CD Baby, and then the next, our usual release cycles, we release it, and then three days later, like we release on Friday the, the new single that's been released by this artist, and then on Monday we'll release a music video that we've been working on for it. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that once it's released from CD Baby onto Spotify at all, um, on Monday when I put that video up, it's flagging it. And, and that CD Baby is the one flagging it because hmm. uh, it's saying this video has content that is owned. And my clients sometimes freak out about that. They, what do you mean the CD is owned? Who's it owned by? I'm like, it's owned by you. You 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 own it through CD Baby. Yeah, right. And CD Baby is 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 finding that. So they they immediately are finding it. Huh. My problem is I just don't know. I'm not seeing them pay because I have I have a few videos that are in the tens of thousands uh i don't know if i have one that's in the hundreds of thousands maybe but i've barely ever seen anything but pennies from cd baby from that kind of thing now maybe i'll only see pennies from identify but i doubt that's the case because i i would imagine we'll see a little bit more since those 
things from CD Baby are for songs that are being played on YouTube, which is not as many as probably songs that stock music is going to get into into videos where people are watching for a long time. Right. Traditionally, there's not a lot of money made from YouTube music, and they pay the lowest uh, YouTube as a as a payer. Mm. So I, I don't know how Content ID pays out to CD Baby, DistroKid, and those kind of things. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So, yeah, we will certainly see. All right. So let's, uh, since content is new, and, and keep watching this channel and, and listen to this podcast because there will be updates as we as we see money come in. And uh, I'm expecting Stevie B especially to do well on Content ID with the success he's had with, with Emotion Array and Artlist. We'll see. So yeah, we, I hope you so. You should. <laughs> I mean, with that many downloads that we've we've seen, and, and we'll be able to compare what he's done with his downloads and what I've done with my downloads, and mine is probably a little bit more realistic to a lot of our viewers, and so we can see, you know, and and see how that goes. Yeah. Um, and then finally, let's talk about the stock libraries, and and maybe we could talk a little bit about Sync. But eventually, you're going to find those libraries that bring you consistent money. Which ones are they? And uh, it seems as at the end of the year, I did a how did where did you make the most money in stock music and it was the same three that i'm talking about motion array audio jungle and pond five were seem to be the the majority in the top ones but everyone is going to have different ones for steve it's artlist that is definitely a a big big one and, and of course it's not easy to get an artlist or it's not easy to get in i think dan barracuda is also starting to see some sales at Music fine. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And so we'll have a report on that at some point this year from him. Yeah, I'd and love to hear that. Yeah. And uh it was it was an un, unimpressive number for his first month's number, I think, if cool. I remember right. But we'll so continue to look at that. They do monthly payouts there at Music Fine? Don't know. Yeah. I think so. I think he said he or got maybe quarterly or something. I can't remember if he no, said that. Oh man, I don't know. I just think he said he got a payment already. Cool. That's awesome, man. But I'll we'll we'll have a, a more comprehensive video on that once he gets going uh maybe after six months or so or and he really knows what it's going to look like month to month mm -hmm. when he gets paid all that stuff and we'll talk about that on this channel for sure um Sweet. uh audio sparks is one i make a little bit of stuff on and i mean a very little i did a video about that which you can see up here and kind of what this goes on with that and then of course i talked about song trader which really isn't a stock library and we've already talked about them they're kind of a jack of all trades Anybody else you would add to that that's, that makes you any income as far as beyond Motion Array, Art List, Audio Jungle, or Pond5? Yeah, well, th there's income that's been made on VFine and, and 100 Audio, but I just haven't collected uh, any of it. <laughs> or, like, I haven't reached the threshold on, on 100 Audio uh, for a payout, and I've I mean, I've I've sort of just neglected to. I haven't even gone on the sites and looked at my my sales. Like I've sort of like they've just yeah. kind of dropped off my radar. <clears throat> I really got is so weird, right? V, and Vfine is, is going through this weird transition where they're they've trying they're trying to develop a new site. People are getting sales on the old site. They're not getting any sales on the new site, or and vice versa. It's all extremely confusing. I don't know what's going on over there, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this seems to be. I don't know. There's there's sort of a big question mark with the Chinese libraries. Although you know we had a couple of members in the Discord say that they make regular. There are one dude in particular said that he's collected like over six hundred dollars 
in the last year from 100 audio. So um, there you go. And there's that's that's not an insignificant amount of money. Although I think that the exchange when you get paid is like you get a big deduction on it or something yeah. like that. And I don't I'm not sure what um, that is exactly, but it doesn't you know doesn't get me excited. Uh, as as I once was about uh, working with Vfine and 100 audio, but, uh, but there's, there's potential to make money there too. So I can't, I can't say that I, you know, I can't write them off completely because there is people that are doing well on those sites. 600 was about my audio jungle income for last year. It looks like. And so, yeah, I, I think when we're looking at this and, and, you know, and someone like yourself, you probably are pretty artless centric right now, wouldn't you say? As far as when, well, they, what, when you're thinking about stock libraries, artless the company, including Motion Array. Yeah, I mean, artless and Motion Array just are are it's like what I focus on because I make almost an all my uh, my revenue from them. I mean, I th- ideally it would be great to like you know have um, an assistant upload some of these tracks to motion array or uh, audio jungle and pond five you know because i'd love to i'd love to get on board with the subscription program on pond five to get my music more downloads like increase my chances for content id revenue uh in the future but like i said like you know uh in the last podcast i, I just don't have time man i don't have time this for the is, uploads this whole podcast this whole episode is about Tr- the trusted sources that you know are going to bring you monthly income. Mm-hmm. And so you are hedging your bets and you should be because of the success you're having on Artlist and Motion Array. And so yeah. that's what we're talking about here. For me, it's more Motion Array, Audio Jungle, and Pond 5. The, and that even, even that is on a very uh, part-time level for right. me compared to all the other things that make me music income. Um, but as far as companies sources. that are going to pay me, you know, yeah. not not clients. Uh, if I had a client or a company, and you have had some, like when you did the Google thing or when you did have worked for other companies, and they are companies that you can count on. You probably still have that one company that you work for a lot, and it, they're a trusted yes. company. That Actually, I was gonna, and I should maybe talk about that a bit because um, we're talking about companies here, which is the, the point of this podcast. But uh, yeah, like... It, it, Sorry, not companies, but like um, we're talking specifically about like kind of trusted music, sources. Trusted sources. Um, there's going to be if you're in in the composing game, uh, you know, and you're working for clients that like, or if you're like, let's let's take this discussion outside of the world of music libraries. If you get a, a you know a request for work and stuff like that, and you know these come in uh, in various ways, like email. I've I've gotten requests through Instagram, uh, whatever. If you're if you're in this game and and or you're just starting out um, with it, I want to tell you, you know, for sure, like, do not lift a finger until you sign a contract. Um, there's there's going to be people out there who are going to ask you to do work or you know ask you for to to to, to get involved or they're gonna you know there, there's going to be a lot of talk and <laughs> this and trust me, this has happened to me multiple times, uh, and they're going to dangle, uh, you know, there's going to be talk about money. They're gonna dangle like you know some some money in front of you, um, or the the idea of it. Don't do anything until you sign a contract. If anything is unreliable, if anything is an unreliable source of income out there, it's it's people. There's a lot of flaky yeah. people out there. Individuals. Individuals. Um, you know, I've had I've had people request, ask me for um, you, you know to work on stuff through Instagram messages, for example, and. Uh, 
and I'm always, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm interested, but like nothing's going to happen until you put a contract in front of me and, and you show and me even, the exact terms and I get it down at like a maybe 50% upfront at least. Well, and you can afford to do that. I think there are going to be people, and I've been in this situation before where you don't, you're not having a lot of success on any stock library. Mm-hmm. You're not getting any money from a distributor. You're, you're not in content idea, and you're not even sure which PRO you're going to work on. But someone down the street or your uncle or your friend or whatever said, hey, will you create something for me? I'll pay you $200, and, um, and here's $50 down. You know, that may not be a contract situation necessarily. Oh, yeah, yeah. That might that, that's be... That's a, fr- a friend or, or a, like a relative or something like that. Asking, and or totally even a stranger who comes along and says, I want you to make... Uh, can you take this and do stuff for me? Contracts are, are great, but contracts can also be... Um, I don't work on contract for every person I work with. As a matter of fact, because they only pay me monthly or by the job. And so... It, they're, and they're small jobs. They're not... $15,000 jobs. When you start talking about that kind of thing, where you're talking about a $5,000 job or even a $1,000 job, you probably are going to want to sign some kind of contract for oh, that 100%, just to have man. it, have or it you, set up. It's not, it's not so much, it's, it, the contract is just show of good faith. You know, it's the, yeah. it's the understanding that, that there's, that, that, that the whole situation is real and it's not just, uh, you know, uh, BS talk. Like yeah. you, you want it, you want to know what you're getting into. You want to understand the terms of the deal. Um, and there's a lot of people that are just kind of, you know, they're thrown out words. They're not that serious and you yeah. might not know it until you actually, it's too late. <laughs> so it, it happens. And I've, For I've sure. heard some horror stories, uh, from, from people that I've talked to. So, uh, you gotta be careful. Well, people, I, people I, out there will, will take advantage of you, but I'm, and I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm distrusting of everybody, you know? Um, of course, if it was, uh, you, you know, you have to, there has to be some, uh, depending on the situation. Uh, you know, like, you, like for example, I understand that you, you don't work with all your clients uh, on a con- contractual basis. And if you, you know, meet them in person, you have, it's a handshake deal that might be totally sufficient. Um, but uh, I just, I don't know, I'm just talking from experience. Believe but me, there is a, trust that every level we've talked about from DistroKid, where you've heard things about that, you have to decide if you're going to trust them. CD Baby, is that who you're going to trust? BMI mm-hmm. and ASCAP and all the PROs. It's a... We have no idea, really, how all that is how all that is tallied. So true. And yeah. So uh, Motion Array, Audio Jungle, Pond 5, we don't know their machinations. And Motion yeah. Array just changed all their machinations to where some people don't want to even work with them anymore. So exactly. identify. We have no idea how that's going to work out yet. We just don't know. Um, and so all these are all about who you are going to trust, what works for you, and which ones like I know BMI just over time has worked. I know DistroKid and CD Baby over time have just worked, and um, I'll have to find out about identify. I know, I, I knew that Motion Array brought a certain thing, and then it changed. I I know what Audio Jungle and Pond Five kind of do. It changes all the time. So you just have to decide which ones you're going to trust. And we've just been trying to throw out here some of the ones that you might want to look into, and we'll try to put as many links down below to all these places. Uh, depending on how much space I have uh, that I can put. But you can usually go and search any of these and find uh, what we've been talking about. But that's about it for me as far as what I have. It's time for me to move on to my next music income. So any other final thoughts, Steve? It's time for me to uh, to go back to editing hell. <laughs> Wish me luck. 
<laughs> well, good luck with that. And everybody, thank you so much for listening or watching here on the podcast. And we'll be back next week with something else that we think of and <laughs> talk about for a while. Yeah. Thanks for listening, All right. guys. See ya. Good luck making music income. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy, and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.